What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 66 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host and producer, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Due date is tomorrow, and baby has shown no signs of uh, wanting to join, <laughs> which has been very weird for me because it's giving me a lot of time to catch up on things, mostly video games. And I know I'm about to become a father, but that transition hasn't happened yet where my mindset has gone from like, you're just like a single, not single, but you're, you're just a married guy with his wife and you just, just watch TV and whatnot. So I know like there's diapers back there that are about to be uh, used and stuff like that. Um, that, that. That mindset doesn't transition magically. It's not like nobody's mindset transitions before the baby actually comes. One minute you don't have a baby, next minute you have a baby and you realize like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that anymore. Or if you're like me, you're like, all right, how do I do this now? Uh, you know, and you just uh, adjust. It's totally normal for you not to be thinking about that stuff yet because I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't matter how many books you read. It doesn't matter how much advice you get from friends and family who have been through it before. Nothing prepares you for having a kid. You just ah. have one and everybody just is trying to do their best. Yeah, it, and I, I think the one thing that's really bothering me the most is Friday. So, like I said last week, my uh, sister-in-law and her husband are in town. Uh, they've been over, like, uh, they've been coming over and working uh, from our apartment. It's been great. Uh -huh. um, and, like, we've spent the time, like, playing games, catching up. Like, my brother-in-law, or my wife's brother-in-law, uh, he borrowed my Switch, and while he was here, like I was working, he played through all of Link's Awakening on the Switch, and I would be there coaching him. It took him three days. I was like, uh, he's like, oh, I want to play that. I was like, dude, you could finish it in two, three days. It's not that long of a mm -hmm. game. Uh, and, and, you know, he did that. It, it's, been, it's been fun like that. Um, but with that, it's like on the weekends, we were so tired on Saturday. We like were up late playing board games. I woke up Sunday at 2.30 p.m. I think we must have slept like 12, 13 hours. And I was like, I know this is probably the last time I'm going to be able to experience that. But I was still so tired. <laughs> I was still so tired. And I can't imagine what being a parent with a newborn it, type of tired is like. And so um, we'll, we'll, I'll to let you guys know next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you want any advice as far as the baby showing no signs of coming, what my wife did with our first is when she started getting close to her due date, she just was walking everywhere. I mean, obviously it's hard now because of COVID. She had gone to the mall the, the morning and afternoon before she went into labor with our firstborn and just walked around the mall all day. Wouldn't recommend that necessarily, but <laughs> uh, you know, going for a walk as much as possible kind of seems to speed up. At least that's worked in our case. Baby Mion being born in a Spencer's gift <laughs> next to the shot glasses. <laughs> uh, it'd be fairly appropriate if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, but, it, you know, outside of just waiting for this baby, it's been like looking at my backlog, looking at what's coming up in gaming and just assessing, hey, wait, wh what should I knock out from this list? And uh, I've just been hopping around a bunch of stuff. Uh, well, all right. I mean, you you bring it up. Yeah. What? Why don't you go in right into what you've been playing? Yeah. So uh, I jumped into Psychonauts um, on PC. So it's the original game back from two thousand five. And the is is there any of the? I'm assuming not, right? There's none of the 
enhancements that the Series X does with backwards compatibility, like the auto HDR and stuff like that in that version. I want to say there is HDR in this. I mean, I have. But to... I could be wrong, but it does have. Yeah. But this was the only version with 4K, and that's the reason I played it, it. on. Decided to play it on PC, Got and it. so it's it's really interesting because the game in 4K, like upresed, looks great. Um, oh, there are yeah. Some... Uh, I mean, even on the Xbox Series X, the backwards compatibility mm-hmm. version, it doesn't look that dated. No, it's uh, like, yeah, the, the textures are, you could tell are from an earlier generation, but it, it, it looks and runs smoothly. I'm running it in a nice 4K60. There are some like weird things with the controller when I played, like when you boot it up for the first time, your controller won't work. You have to close it, open it back up, and your controller starts working again. Oh, PC weird. game, PC gaming in the early two thousands, if you weren't around for it, was a nightmare. Like every game was so was a chore. Sorry, are you playing this on Steam or are you playing it on Game Pass? Game Pass, okay. Yeah, so uh, and I'm pretty sure I own it on Steam. So yeah, I do. Uh, I own it on Steam, yeah. even though I, think, I didn't play it there at all. I think they they gave it away at, at yeah. some point everywhere. Um, yeah, but it, it the writing in that game is great. It is the character. It's like uh, you jump right in, and you're just like, okay. It starts with a pretty long intro of yeah. you know of, of the camp of uh, you know psychic kids, um, where everyone's gonna go become psych. It's, it seems like the camp is there for the kids to become psychonauts, but majority of the kids don't want to be there. So, <laughs> and then um, the, the characters are great. Even their designs are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's it's, it's Dogen, the kid with that talks to the squirrels. With he is my favorite tinfoil hat. Yeah, the tinfoil yeah. hat. Um, everything about him just screams character. And like I look at this game and I look what they, they accomplished back in two thousand five, and I can't wait to play Psychonauts 2 just because of how much nicer that game will look. Yeah. And just how, bringing like, the vision to, uh, How to life. far did you get in the first one? Did you finish it or? I, no, I uh, did. What did I just do? I got the levitation power. Uh, so I have okay. to go back in yeah. and check if, uh, go save Dogen's brain because no one believes me because that there's somebody in the dreams. Um, so I'm supposed to meet mm-hmm. that girl at night and we're supposed to go investigate. Um, yeah. It, it only gets better from there, in my opinion. Actually, okay. that's the point. From that point forward is when you start encountering the best levels and the best characters. And yeah, so it's... I'm excited to see what you think after you get through the rest. The one thing I will say is you mentioned how you're excited for the new one just to see how much better that's going to look and how much better mm-hmm. it's going to run. I'm excited to see the improvements they'll make hopefully to like the camera and some of the controls because that's the one thing that does feel a little bit dated in my opinion when playing that game um for the most part it doesn't hinder the experience at all except for the final like boss area and you'll see when when you get there Mm -hmm. the style of platforming (laughs) that that game has from when that game was released uh doesn't lend itself to the best experience at the very end there so just a little warning okay yeah um i I did encounter that one boss fight which was the all the sensor overload in agent nine's uh mind um Mm -hmm. that one that one was all right uh i do enjoy the platforming though no complaints there one issue it's not really an issue i think it's from the time uh, and this is with any backwards compatible game uh, you'll play uh, nowadays is a lot of those cutscenes or FMVs that they do put in uh, older games are already pre-rendered at 
like a certain resolution. So in the right. second knots, I think it's it might not even be 480p. So you'll go from like a gorgeous 4K from gorgeous 4K textures to like the most pixelated video playing, and you're just like, ooh, this is dated. Yeah, uh, I, but, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, and you know, I I'm hoping developers as we get new games and move towards the future where backwards compatibility is uh, such a big thing you know take that in mind when developing new games so like you know if we ever go back and we're just like hey i wanted to play i don't know marvel's avengers um on the ps6 like you know those textures are just like up the, the those uh resolutions are up um, the funny thing is, um, I'm sure back then we were looking at games like that, just going, "Oh my God, they look so good! They mm -hmm. can't get any better." Uh, on, honestly, you're right, um, yeah. and we'll talk about it in one of our news stories um, about PS1 games. But I remember playing the Need for Speed demo on PlayStation. We got like I got a PlayStation. And I, all I had was a demo disc at the time, and we, me and my cousins, played that Need for Speed demo driving on a bridge and we're like this is so realistic and like i go back and look at i've got i've actually gone back on youtube then just with like what was i talking about that thing looks like a <laughs> matchbox car <laughs> yeah um yeah it's uh gaming is like backwards compatibility is great like i like the i like the ease that i can go back and play psychonauts right now uh, and like all these enhancements that are there for it because um, yeah. I know I would likely have a difficult time. I, one other issue, and I, I, this is not anything against Psychonauts, is I did kind of want to play it last night in bed, and so I loaded up the cloud version of um, Psychonauts, uh, and my save wasn't there, and I don't believe it's a cross-save game. I, I know it's going to oh. be an issue with older games, um, just because yeah. it's, it's an older Xbox... It's, I mean, it's an original Xbox game. It's not an Xbox One or a originally like you know designed with that in mind so i don't expect it to be cross save uh, but i was kind of hoping it was there and so hopefully in the future that's not too big of a problem with uh um, newer games so you mentioned marvel's avengers earlier today yeah and i see that you actually have two marvel games that you've been playing this past week so before you talk about avengers you want to talk about the other one yeah uh so we so as i said my uh wife's uh sister and brother-in-law are in town and so they've been over and we you know uh, he played through link's awakening i sat there we all watched him kind of just played through it as we were just working and you know like i was kind of coaching him through some of this stuff and he finished that and we're like oh we should like do something that's co-op and so i had marvel ultimate lines 3 uh when it i got it when it came out i might have played like five ten minutes of it and i just for some reason, I just never really played it. So we put it in, and we start playing, and we quickly realized we had more fun watching the cutscenes than actually playing the game. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if this was, if this is similar to all the other Ultimate Alliance games, or if it's just Ultimate Alliance Three is not good. <laughs> um, it just kind of felt button mashy and all over the place. I. And, I didn't mind Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. I do not think it's quite as good as the past Ultimate Alliance games or X-Men Legends games. Mm -hmm. Remind me, in this one, does it have like the... No, see, that's the problem. That's part of the problem. Is in the old Ultimate Alliance games, you had these like team-up moves, right? Mm -hmm. Where you coordinated together to be able to do them with two different characters, you know? And not every two characters had a move, but 
you know, there was like the f- fastball special with Colossus and Wolverine and um, Cyclops. And I think Captain America had one or, or whatever, whoever the combos were. Right. Or maybe it was Iron Man. And Captain America mm-hmm. had one in this one. They still have some of those team up moves, but you have to be paying attention closely to the screen when one of your teammates happens to be doing a move and you're close enough and you can hit a button and the payoff on it isn't great because honestly most of the time doesn't even look like you guys are working together right yeah and so it lacks some of that style and flair that the old games have in my opinion also i do think that the level design in this one isn't as good as the older one it really feels like a product of a bygone era when we used to get tie-in games that felt kind of like cheap cash-ins, you know, or yeah. it was the era of every tie-in being a beat-em-up of sorts. And that's what this game feels like. Whereas, uh, and maybe it's just nostalgia talking, but I love those old Ultimate Lion games so much and it, they felt like love letters to the Marvel Universe. And yeah. this one just kind of feels a little bit empty. That being said, I still had fun, you know, playing as different characters that we don't get to play as often. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see ha- yeah. having more fun watching it rather than playing it. Yeah, and it was like we sat there watching the cutscenes, and I was just like, "Why don't we have a Marvel anime?" And it, just to go on a slight tangent, like this morning they dropped that Star Wars Visions. Um, trailer mm-hmm. which is the star wars anime from the japanese studios and that looks amazing <laughs> i was like yeah my I, my uh discord chat is very excited about it every, like everyone i said that too everyone was just like i like one of my cousins was like i can tell which studios did what um and i was it, it just looks great and i was like we need a marvel anime and so like I, i've been in this marvel mood I, maybe it's the upcoming release of shang chi and like the initial reactions to that seem great um i don't know we got tickets, but I don't know if we're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, my, my wife is probably in the chat right now going like, what do you mean if we're watching it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started Marvel Avengers back on the One X. I think that's where it came out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, when came out. I first started playing And then, then I stopped playing it because I think we went on vacation and... I want to say we went on vacation. It could be any number of reasons. Um... And then I was like, I'll just wait for the Series X update, and I'll continue it there. Uh, so finally, you know, being in the mood for Marvel, I fired it back up. It took, like, maybe, like, five, ten minutes to figure out what I needed to do. But I jumped in, and I finished it today. <laughs> yeah, like, I started it yesterday uh, again, and uh, played through the entire campaign, and I loved it. it that campaign is fantastic. Uh, the characters, like Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel... Um, how much that that story centers around her when you get all like even all the characters appearing back again when you're reassembling the team it, it's so good like the it, it feels like a marvel game at the end of the day this is like the button mashy thing sort of game i wanted from ultimate alliance you know i, I know this <laughs> yeah and 10 percent, i agree with you because you mentioned that the game centers around kamala khan that is mm-hmm. Kamala Khan story. I mean, that is this game is a Kamala Khan game. Granted, you get to play as some of the other characters, and, but at the end of the day, it's her story, and she is perfect for this story. And, and they like, do such they do justice, justice yeah. to her, her, just the way she's portrayed in the the comics, exactly how she's portrayed in this game. As a huge fan of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and kind of 
because she idolizes them feeling a bit of imposter syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. And then having to live up to that image that she set for herself of what an Avenger is. I, we talked about this a little bit before we went live. If that game had released as just a, you know, single player campaign, that game would have gotten, even though like that campaign, like you said, you beat it in two days or whatever, is only oh, eight hours right. long. Longer than that, but like right. I did majority of it in the two days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's only eight to ten hours long, yeah. maybe. If it releases just that, that would game would have got eight point fives across the board. Yeah. You know what drags that game down, even though I enjoy it, is the end game content and the live, you know, games of service portion, the live service portion of that game. Uh, it does get very repetitive. The enemy variety just isn't enough. The type of mission types that you're doing just isn't mm -hmm. enough. Honestly, even, even the map not layout variety there. Yeah, even the map layouts for some of the stuff, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I was on this map before. And this setup for opening this door is exactly the same as all the yep. other maps. Yep. Um, you know, because and, of the, a bit more variety there and that stuff. But like, for me, it was, I was there for the single player. Um, I got, you know, I upgraded my gear and stuff. I had a great time with it. I'm now working on, um, I think it's called Taking Aim, the Kate Bishop. The Kate Bishop, uh, yeah. Operation. Then there's like the Hawkeye. Voice. Yeah, Kate Bishop uh, voiced Birch. by Ashley Birch. Oh my god. I yeah. listen, I love the Kate Bishop uh DLC that they released. I love Ashley Birch as Kate Bishop. I started playing a little bit of the future and perfect stuff with mm -hmm. Clint and uh haven't finished that yet. So I have to get back to that. I heard that one's like two hours, so that like we just yeah, mainline it. So yeah. uh yeah, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just mainlining it. Uh, for the most part, but like so, one thing I do want to mention is War for v Wakanda expansion dropped today, which I yep. believe is about like somewhere between four to six hours if you uh, you're doing just the main campaign there. But it does come with like a lot of um, um, good feature updates. It's like they redid the entire um, menu screen, so like all your gear is on one screen, all your skills, uh, and, and you can actually have loadouts. Yes, loadouts, uh, things like that. And so it, it condenses it a lot. All the objectives are on screen. So like, it, it took me a second, but I really like it. You can now dismantle. Uh, the, the gear dismantling, I think they could have done it a little bit better because I think it's one too many steps within. So you, you see when you go to your uh, screen, you hit the character's menu screen button. You, go to your, you see the gear. You click on the gear, you hit X to manage gear. Uh, or no, you press A on the gear that you want to go into. There's like five slots. And then you hit X to manage the gear. And then you hit like left trigger or L2 to uh, highlight which one or tag on which ones you want to dismantle for that specific uh, slot. And then dismantle them. I kind of just wish you could go through all five, hit which ones you want to dismantle. And, and dismantle, dismantle all that one. Yeah. But it's still much quicker than the old way where it was like you had to go individually the one by one and hold down, I think, Y. Um, so overall, a lot better. Um, and... If you, I think you log in, you get a free Black Panther skin as well right now on the marketplace. So grab that. Uh, <laughs> so funny enough, I went to that marketplace and I, and I saw the Endgame skins they put out, and there was a big yeah. sale on the legendary skins. So I picked up those Endgame skins, and they look <laughs> they look so good. Like I know, like they do look I good. I agree with you. I know there was I know there was like a lot of beef. Uh, with the fans when they put out the, the trailers, like, oh, the characters don't look anything like their Marvel MCU counterparts, and I was like, I, 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 I honestly, I didn't mind it, but like when I put them in their Endgame outfits, I was like, mm, this, this, 
I like this. This is a lot better. <laughs> um, especially, especially the Thor one. The Thor one is like, it's awesome. It looks like you're playing with as Chris Hemsworth uh, in the cutscenes. Uh, so it's, it's yeah, really cool. I'm actually a Thor main right now. That's my Are highest you? level character. Yeah, that's my highest level character. And How- I, I called up a friend yesterday, I think. And, you know, he picks up and I'm like, hey. He's like, uh, what's up? I was like, don't tell anybody else, but I want to get back into Marvel's Avengers. And then there's silence. And he goes, are we really doing this? (laughs) I was like, yeah, man, come on. You know, the Black Panther stuff's coming out. It's got me really excited. So I moved it over from cold storage Mm -hmm. to the actual, uh, I think I have it on the expansion card or whatever, but over to the Series X proper. And I was going to boot it up today and try out that Black Panther stuff so I could talk about it today on the podcast, give my impressions. But uh, as what always derails my plans when it comes to playing games on the Xbox, somebody popped in and to the party. And so we ended up playing a different game. I'll give you two guesses as to what we, what we played instead. How many people were in the party? There was three of us in the party, which is why I'm giving you two guesses. Apex. <laughs> no. Dead by Daylight? Smite. No, no, no. Smite. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so when all else fails, Smite. Yeah. No. With, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make that mistake again of sitting in a party chat with you guys and you're playing Smite because that just makes me want to play League of Legends and I can't do that. I did play some more Pokemon Unite. That game is still fun. Um, uh, they... Adding Blissey to that, which seems like a fun support character. Uh, but uh, yeah, my uh, wife's bro- brother-in-law picked it, picked it up as well, so we were playing the last couple of days uh, with that. But um, you know, back to Marvel. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to dig into these operations. I kind of wish they had a more proper roadmap out of like what's coming next because I think War for Wakanda was the last thing. They still had that promised Spider-Man DLC, and like nothing against. Um, what who is this crystal dynamics yeah mm-hmm. yeah nothing against them but if i'm gonna guess that they're gonna be doing a spider-man story they they put themselves in a bad situation because like those two spider-man games from insomniac um are gonna be hard to top like even if it's like yeah, a short I... a short operation it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one to follow up with that was my thinking as well actually i am playing this I picked it up on the Xbox and not the PlayStation, even mm-hmm. though PlayStation does get the Spider-Man. For me, it was one of those things where I have more friends on the Xbox, so I'll, I'll be able to play the endgame content with more people. And yeah. I've gotten, I've got some Spider-Man stories already to fill that void and that hunger yeah. for Spider-Man stuff. I'm more interested in them, you know, if they were releasing different people in the Spider-Verse, then I'd be more excited than, Ooh. you know, Peter Parker, which we're going to get. I mean, I listen, I'd much rather see, you know, Spider-Gwen or Ghost Spider, depending on, you know, which, uh, how, you know, what comic and what source material she's being referred to as. But I'd be more excited for something like that, you know, or even Spider-Man Noir or yeah. 299. Like any of those would be much more interesting to me than going through another Peter Parker story, considering that we've gotten some recently. Yeah. Um, I agree where I think we need a roadmap and we need it soon, especially since the buzz around War for Wakanda so far seems to be um, 
positive. And so you kind of have to ride that momentum and let people know what's coming next. Now, I know they've talked about that the Spider-Man stuff is still coming this year, although without any date, you know, what what does that mean, even mean? Yeah. And then that is only for one platform. So yeah. you have three other platforms out there not getting that content. What are they going to get in the meantime? It's a really weird move, especially after all the shit with destiny over the years where it was just like hey you guys are paying the same exact amount for these expansions and well they get two more story missions and a strike right which is which given destiny over the years is it's a lot because there's those expansions are quick to run through and so having just even one more thing in there to break up the monotony can make a big difference and so having another character that you can't play as that, that just feels weird um, yeah. No. So, okay. question, question for you: What level is your Thor? Um, One remember forty-three. How like do you level so fast? Because Max is one fifty. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I've got like forty hours in that game. So it takes a while to level the character. Because like I think I'm so twelve so, or thirteen right now. <laughs> yeah. So leveling used to not be. They actually made it harder to level characters. I remember that. Oh. Hearing about that. And so. Early on, I, like I said, I, I main Thor, so I was able to get him up there fairly quickly. Um, and do they have raids? Or is that... No, do, so they have their Omega threat level that they released recently. I haven't tried that out yet, and that is supposed to be much more difficult and require some actual coordination, but they do not have raids in your traditional mm -hmm. sense. Okay. So, I mean... I. Even like at least with, the way that we think of raids. Yeah, even if I don't like engage with the live service stuff, I think still think I got like another six to eight hours of story content in this, and I think it's well, it's great. Like, so if that's the if thing this, too is they release all for? that story content for free. Yeah, what's this going for right now? Um, I think I saw it on sale for like twenty dollars recently. It, is it really? Because if this game is twenty bucks, I highly recommend picking it up because it's a great time. Uh, yeah, I think on Steam right now it's forty, but I don't know about consoles. It's uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely grab it. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, I've seen sale. it on sale, you know, at Best Buy and other places for like mm -hmm. twenty, twenty-five dollars, and so, and like you said, at that price, I I feel like it's no-brainer just because that single-player campaign is so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of sales, um, then this is the last thing I have, and we'll jump over to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Xbox Live Gold, if you got your gold, you got Game Pass Gold or, or Ultimate, whatever you have. Um, Scarlet Nexus is $36 this week. If you have not played it, if you're looking to get it, pick it up. That game at that price, fantastic. <laughs> so um, come, come be a believer of Scarlet Nexus. All right. Uh, at some point, I am going to get to that game. I've heard nothing I, I, but good things I'm about it. I'm going to actually and mail so. that to you. I'll, I'll send okay. Yeah, that, that's what I should do this week to get out of the house and mail that to you. <laughs> um, all right, so as far as what I've been playing, I dabbled just a little bit into Neo, The World Ends With You. You reminded okay. me by bringing up Scarlet Nexus. It just made me think anime, anime. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I've only put in maybe an hour into it, but so far I'm having a good time, actually. I think the way that they have translated the combat from the first game where in the first game you had the pins and then you would do different touch motions on the ds 
or if you got the later ports on the Switch or the uh, or mobile, you know, you're doing different touch motions. Well, now the pins are different characters in your party. And so different button presses bring them out. And so then you're also trying to alternate between the different attacks and stuff like that and move around. And I really like the style of the game so far. So, so far I'm having a good time, but I don't, like I said, I'm only about an hour in, so I don't want to spend too much time yeah. talking about that and give my full thought until I get to put more time into that. Yeah, what I yeah. have played a significant amount of time of is Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> so you cruising for some love. Okay, so have you played any of this? Or <laughs> no, I know. Do you, know, I, I, you I, understand the concept? I know of what it game? is. Yes, okay. you. For you those want, who don't know, you, you want big right, hunky men in your life. Okay, that's no. what you want. No, no, no. First of all, none of them seem to be big or, or or hunky. So, in this world, there are people who can transform into weapons, usually in the form of blades of some sort. And so you move th to this town and you are a, oh, what's the title? You're like a dungeon hunter, a monster hunter, whatever you are, okay? And in order to go into the dungeons, you need to take a weapon with you in the form of these people who transform into weapons. And the way you level up the weapons is by going on dates with the people in their human form and kind of romancing them. And the first two weapons mm -hmm. you get are, the majority of the weapons in this game are men. And their personalities are kind of reflected in the type of weapon they are as well. You have this, the first guy you meet who is a, an accountant, I believe. Uh, something money management, something along those lines. And he is well put together, kind of suave, but also serious. And so he is a, like a rapier is what he is. Okay. So the personality kind of fits the weapon. I went into this game. I made my character. I picked the male character model. Although this game does not assign you any pronouns when, when talking to you. And you can change your appearance at any time. So I went into the game and I was like, it's just a silly game. I'm going to go on these dates with, with these men and I'm just going to manipulate them so that I can level them up and be more powerful in the dungeons. And then I met a dagger. And she... Every, this is every romance movie, man. And she was so cool that I then started ignoring everybody else and just going on dates with her. And maybe it is some, you know, subconscious, like, oh, I'm a guy, this is like the only female in the game that you can romance. Here's the thing about it. You go on dates with these characters, but you can treat the dates as like platonic, almost friendship dates. The dialogue doesn't necessarily require you to be flirty. There is also a portion of this game that deals with, and there's been some articles in, in the news lately and gaming blogs about this, but this game also deals with some issues of emotional manipulation and stalking. And so... Uh, there was one person that I went on like a date with where right away he creeped me out and skewed me out. And so I'm just as rude as possible to him. And it does turn out that he is kind of the, well, villain adjacent in, in this game. Yeah. Um, I think even the voice actor calls the guy, like when you read the script, he's like, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, that yeah. is how I would describe him. 
But yeah, so I now I'm going on these dates and I was I was playing a couple levels, you know, dungeon levels earlier and a friend of mine was in the party. He's just hearing me say the most ridiculous things like, you know, why hasn't she called me or texted me to go on a date again? I need to get her to level six. Like I need to go on a date. When is this going to happen? And I got to the point in the game where I believe I'm at the very last like boss, I assume, or you know, last fight of the game. I don't know for sure, but when I was looking on how long to beat, it seems like this game can be beat in like five to six hours. And I'm right around that mark. And so I assume that that's where I am. I have met everybody that you can go on a date with and 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 I say go on a date with because there is one character that I don't believe you have any chance of romancing, but <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I don't want to spoil it because I do think that this is good this game is at its core a pretty good dungeon game. The combat is somewhat similar to what you would get in a run of Hades, right? Where the weapons have different properties, different combos, and you are clearing out floor by floor of enemies with a dodge roll. And so, I, I mean, it's available on Game Pass. Not that long of a game. Silly premise. Aside, if the premise itself of going on these dates to level up these hybrid human weapon people uh, at first turns you off, I would say just give the game a try and and see. You never know. You know, you might end up loving it. I'm having a good time. I don't think it is as good as i've seen some people kind of the hype behind it on social media and stuff like that however i think it's very very solid a fun time and i mean i'm gonna beat the game right so it held my attention and got its hooks in me and i more or less i'm have played it in two sittings so far and by like i said i i think i've got maybe 20 more minutes of this game before i'm i'm done with it and part of me is actually contemplating going back and seeing if i could level up all the characters, you know, later on or in a second run playthrough. So it is a, a good time, in my opinion, and I am enjoying it. But that's the only game I've played. That's the nature of us recording the last podcast on a Thursday, Thursday. And, then, and then recording this one on a Tuesday and me being out of town all weekend. So, so I'm ready to so get... So well, now I decided to look at the achievements just to understand why you'd go back. And so it's... An achievement for reaching max love level with um, with all these weapons. Uh, I'm laughing at the guy named Laser Saber. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, closer. he's the Korean pop star. Ooh, yeah, he's lame so far. Uh, oh. Weapon's kind of cool. So that's the thing too is that I <laughs> part of me when I'm playing this game and I'm interacting with these guys and their different personalities or these people. Okay, because they're not all guys. Uh, the guys in particular kind of make me feel like every guy is just out there to try to get my pants. And I'm kind of like, is this what uh, you know, <laughs> it's like for the other side? Is this, is this what it feels like? Because I don't like it, honestly. Uh, the, the ultimate goal of the game at the yeah, very end. Yeah, right. It's empathy, you know, so you can understand. I like I said, I think uh, you should give it a shot. I think you should play it too. I think you'll find it funny. I know you had mentioned joking around with your yeah sister-in-law's husband about playing this game together, but I, I would give it a shot. Like I said, it's a short game. 
Yeah. No, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely something on there. I just think with upcoming releases, yeah, it's hard this to week find and next time. week. It, uh, um, I'd rather whatever remaining time I do have, I'd rather give priority to those. Um, if I, I don't know, uh, yeah. So final thoughts on Boyfriend Dungeon. Uh, a plus, I, B plus, C. I mean, if we're grading it, yeah, I'd say it's a B plus. I mean, it's one uh, of those games where I booted it up to. Yeah. Just see what it was, see what some yeah. of the hype was, and and I stuck with it. So, is it going to be in my top five, top ten at the end of the year? Maybe, probably not. If it is, it's somewhere around that ten spot, I'd say. And so, it is very good, but it's not great, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but it's nice that it's short. Like, I need more experiences yeah. like that. That's kind of also what kept me there, is knowing that I could beat this game. Yeah, I, I, it's um, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because my uh, uh, sister-in-law also has been mentioned was playing through Link's Awakening and he like he beat it quickly. Uh, I was just like, you know, it feels great to just play through a game that quick and beat it because like it, it feels accomplishing. Because uh, after a while, after a while, you you know, it, your backlog grows. Sometimes you just don't get around to it. And sometimes you just want a short, quick experience that's fun and tight. And so, it just having more of those is great. I know, like, when you're younger, you just want an 80, 100-hour game, something you just, yeah. like, endlessly get lost in. But, like, when you're older, it's having having these small, bite-sized games is perfect. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get into the news. Again, nature of recording a podcast only four days apart. We don't have a ton of news, so this should be quick. Actually, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to set this up. All right. First, okay, we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, behind the scenes, every week I need to update the browser, which I am, uh, or we'll be looking at. All right, I'm good. Okay, sounds good. First, up, uh, first story we have up coming from news.xbox.com. Coming soon, Xbox Game Pass, Psychonauts 2, Humankind, 12 minutes, and more. So this is just a list. I feel like every week we get a new list of games that are either available now or, or coming soon. And it, I'm excited for a lot of these. To, it, that's what I'm saying. It continues to blow my mind at the quality yeah. of the games that we're getting. And it also makes me realize and reminds me of the future we have ahead of us as both of us being subscribers to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate seeing the fruits of Microsoft's labors in the form of the acquisitions they've made recently, right? I mean, one of the games coming up, and we're going to talk about Psychonauts 2, is on here, and that was an acquisition they made, what, two years ago? And we get it day and date. Even though it's coming out on other platforms, we get it day and date on Game Pass. Available, let me just go through the list. Available today, we have Humankind on PC, Need for Speed Heat on EA as part of EA Play in the cloud, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the cloud as part of EA Play. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in the cloud as part of EA Play. And again, EA Play is included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, and I think it's still available separately if you wanted. I, I'm, is, is it wrong that I'm sitting here going, if I bring my backbone controller to the hospital and I have a good Wi-Fi connection, I could probably play a couple of rounds of Battlefront 2. <laughs> Listen, it is wrong. Because you should be fully focused on your wife <laughs> and your soon-to-be-born uh, child. And I'm saying that 
not having looked at our viewer list to check and see if your wife is still <laughs> in the chat. I said that of my own accord. <laughs> she, anyway. she, know, she knows full well that the switch is coming to the hospital. <laughs> coming soon. Uh, recompile coming to cloud console. And Xbox Series X and S only and PC on August 19th. And this is a Metrovania style game. There's Train Sim World 2 coming cloud console and PC August 19th. 12 minutes. Now, this is one of the ones that I am super excited about. We've, I feel like we've been getting little snippets of this for the past two, three years. We talked about this on an earlier episode, how insane the voice cast is this in the form of... Um, William James Defoe, McAvoy. James McAvoy, and Daisy Ridley? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, it's right here in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to... Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, 12 Minutes is an interactive thriller about a man trapped in a time loop. Find a way to use the knowledge of what's coming to change the outcome and break the loop. And that is and coming all... August 19th. And it takes place all in one small apartment. Like, yeah. uh, I, I can't wait. It, it just... <laughs> Reading the previews over the years, just like all the hype around it, I, I I'm I'm super excited. Even I, I, like you know it has to be good if they can get those three names. <laughs> you would hope so. Yes. Uh, already mentioned a couple times earlier in the episode, Psychonauts Two is coming to cloud console and PC on August twenty fifth. I think you could pre-install now. Let me just double check yeah, that. Yes, you can pre-install now and have it ready. Missed. Is coming to cloud console and PC on August twenty sixth. So I never played Mist. I know it's uh, a big, big name, a PC game from back in the day. Did you ever play it? I think that should my buddy, you know Scott, tried to get me to play it one time, and I may have played like seven minutes of it. Not more than that. So we should play Mist, is what you're saying. We sh no, we should not, because I did not enjoy my seven minutes. <laughs> On to the next story. Um, All right, here we got a story. We're reading this off of Polygon.com. Here's oh. the Xbox Series S running PS1 games in 4K. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we so, go. This is no, go actually... You want to yeah, so this is actually neat. So one of the things that has happened with uh, the Series S and Series X uh, since they've come out is uh, users are able to unlock dev mode. I, I'm not sure if it's free to do or if it's like a $20 small license fee you have to pay. But by doing that, you can install things like RetroArch. And in this case, uh, it's a software called, I think, DuckStation, which allows you to play emulated games. And so... Um, earlier this year, it, it became known that the Series S is actually a great emulation machine. So if you want to play older games, uh, the Series S actually runs ha and handles it pretty well. Today, the big story is the DuckStation emulator for PS1 is out, and it can upscale games to 4K. It can uh, clean up the graphics, and you can overclock. Uh, you can actually overclock the CPU of like what the original PlayStation um, uh uh, CPU was at so like you can go 500% uh, in some cases so something like Chrono Cross which will run flawlessly but because of the PS1's uh, architecture like the videos and the gameplay looked a little bit choppy 
but when you overclock it to 500%, then it's smooth 60 frames per second. Like, it smooths out a lot of the old games. And honestly, weirdly enough, the best way to play PlayStation 1 games might be on an Xbox Series console now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of bonkers. And so it's like you have, like, and there's a video over on Polygon. um, The story is, here's the Xbox Series S running PS1 games in 4K. Um, Like, check out that video. They, They explain, like, how it works and everything and all the settings you can look at and all the things you can do. And, and and there's some crazy stuff of like where the emulator itself will fix perspective issues because their CPU power is there. So something like it, with the Tomb Raider 2 where like running down a, if you look down the distance, it didn't look just right. But because of like the extra CPU power, they're able to fix it. So it, it might change like how the original experience was, but it might just make a better overall gaming experience in the long run. Uh, and so I, like, I find this really cool. Um, you can, I think once you get this all installed up and running, you can run the games off a USB, uh, if, as long as you have the ROMs for them. Uh, so I, I think it's a real cool story. Uh, yeah, no, I so, agree. Anytime I see this kind of stuff, uh, not only is it neat, but it's also super, super impressive. Yeah. And just goes to show that I have no idea how so many things work <laughs> in this world. <laughs> even in, even in a hobby, even in my own hobby that... I am more knowledgeable than 90% of people out there in. I still find stuff like this absolutely fascinating and incredible. Yeah. Um, I would never do something like this just because I'm too paranoid about doing, (laughs) getting it wrong uh, and doing something wrong and then just breaking my console. But I do think this is cool as hell. Yeah. I I don't think you can brick it from this. It might we might. I really uh, haven't seen any stories about that because it's all listen, everything you're doing is allowed. It's so, yeah, I <laughs> listen. I can brick anything. Okay, that's how my luck is. All right, let's move on to the next story. And this actually came out today, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or yesterday maybe. Uh, Dead by Daylight Hellraiser DLC teased. Stranger, thing con- Stranger Things content going away. So it looks like Dead by Daylight's next chapter will bring in the Hellraiser film franchise into the fold. I know that it was teased, but I believe today it was actually just full-on confirmed. And so, um, you know, it's no, if you've been listening to podcasts, it's no stranger yeah. that this is not new news that I'm a big fan of. Dead by Daylight. Anytime they announce a new killer, I'm excited. And to see that they are continuing to go after these IPs and we're getting IP after IP instead of original characters where in a lot of situations I would be kind of disappointed by. But in this game, it just makes sense to continue to go after. And I know a bunch of people that I've talked to have wanted Hellraiser in this game for a long time. And so I'm, I'm excited to see just what his entire kit is going to be and how he's going to play and what perks are also going to come with him. And, you know, if we get a new map as well, the news is kind of a bummer is that after November 17th, the Stranger Things content will no longer be available for purchase as DLC. That's if you've already strange. purchased it or purchased it beforehand, you can still play it and so you'll still have it. However, you won't be able to purchase it after that date. This is very clearly just a licensing deal that has expired. Um, it's kind of similar and reminds me of 
how games get delisted sometimes and oftentimes those games are delisted because of music in the game or um, I think in the case of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, that got delisted because of just the license expiring on the Marvel stuff. On, I think on Ultimate that. Alliance 2 along yes. with it. Um, and yeah. so this isn't necessarily uncommon. It's just kind of weird to see it expire so soon after it released in a game that is still healthy and thriving. Mm-hmm. At least all the content's 50% off first yeah. the Steve Nancy now, and Demogorgon I got really confused at first because I was like what happened to Sheriff Hopper and uh 11 and then <laughs> I was like wait no that's my, my... <laughs> yeah. yeah uh Stranger Things popping up everywhere man yeah the one well, thing it... about this is is the DLC bundle that you could buy included or I should say that the Hawkins National Laboratory Underground Complex map was in the rotation in this game. It wasn't part of the DLC. Anybody could play that content. That will not be playable anymore. And honestly, good riddance because that map is trash. Okay. I was going to say. That map it, sucks. It kind of sucks to see a map leave rotation. Yeah, not in this case. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I really am not a fan of that map. If it is licensing issues, I wonder what it is because Netflix is striking deals with uh, Fortnite. They're getting... Uh, Chris Hemworth, Chris Hemworth's character from Extraction in as a skin, and I believe Will Smith is also getting one uh, in Fortnite as well. So it just seems really weird that Stranger Things would be leaving or what that the long term is on some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have no clue. And the reality is we'll never find out right, what those contract yeah. details are. Licensing deals, always fun. Yep. All right. Next story, we already talked about this a little bit last week, but it has officially been announced. Call of Duty Vanguard will be revealed in Warzone. Uh, Activision released a new teaser trailer for Call of Duty Vanguard, officially announcing the next game in the series after a series of leaks. Players will get a first look at this year's Call of Duty game on August 19th during a special event inside Call of Duty Warzone called the Battle of Verdang. The first trailer for Call of Duty Vanguard opens with a montage of the ba- of battlefields that centers on World War II. The trailer featuring each of these battlefields also seems to imply that the game will likely take place in all four theaters of World War II. I talked about this last week. I am just not excited for this game at all. Granted, so- seeing stuff, in, you know, Friday might change my mind when we get more information inside of Warzone. But one, I'm done with Warzone. I don't, I'm just gonna watch this on YouTube or watch somebody else Twitch stream it because while I think it's cool when games do in-game events like this, that's just not a game I wanna you know, go to to find yeah. this information out. And I just, I'm just not excited for a World War II game at this point. It's one of those things where we had gone a long time without getting a World War II era game. And then we got Battlefield released a World War One game, uh, Call of Duty Too released far a World War II game, and that was only a couple years ago. Yeah. And I just feel like it's too soon to go back into that well, especially considering that I think my tastes are always going to lean towards wanting something more in the future. I wish Call of Duty 
And I know they've done some like future, near future, advanced war. Like I know they've done some of that stuff, but I wish they would just go full on sci-fi and give me some laser guns and something along those lines. I don't want to go to the future where there's all this insane tech and all that insane tech resulted in was drones that I can use. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still shooting the same caliber weapons that we're shooting in modern day Call of Duty settings. Um, I think the one thing that got me excited for this was some folks uh, that were in the video game industry, uh, or writers actually, for some of the, like Polygon, for example, uh, and some other sites, uh, now made themselves into the video game industry more like some of the writers involved. And so some of the people that I do enjoy following on Twitter uh, helped craft the story for Vanguard. So I think that's got me excited to actually want to check out the campaign um for this so i i hope it's good i always enjoy a good world war ii campaign i always think there's something fun there multiplayer i I agree it's it's not as fun um i do think if you're gonna if we're gonna go back to war games or we're gonna go you know i think world war one and two have been done to death at this point i think we need like a a decade long uh ban on them so once vr becomes a thing i think we do we need a really good american revolution game you like you use your things you like push the powder down yeah <laughs> you know every, everything's just manual bayonet just like stab you people. get you get shot in your calf and die from infection <laughs> exactly yeah you just gotta hobble around to be like yep. the, the every camera, fatal. The, 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 the vr camera just sees you standing on two legs and it's like uh, 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 one leg <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got new Pokemon Presents stream coming August eighteenth. You know, if we if we had just done this on Thursday or Wednesday night, we would have had so much more to talk yeah. about. No, it's all right. The yeah. Pokemon Company will stream a new Pokemon Presents showcase tomorrow, as at the time of this recording, on Wednesday, August eighteenth, promising updates on a number of projects, including Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus. So I. I'm excited to find out more about Pokemon Legends. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Shining Pearl are up next because I'm pretty sure my son just recently dug out his 3DS and has been playing the DS versions of... um, Diamond and Pearl? Diamond and Pearl, yeah. I think I skipped that generation. So for me, it'll be my first time through um, playing those. But... A part of me also is like I'm sick of the old Pokemon formula, so I might skip it unless they're unless they do something with Pokemon Go. If they do something with Pokemon Go, then I'll buy it. <laughs> I, you know, I I'm, I'm always I'm always really excited for a new Pokemon game, and I always get myself super hyped up for them. Even the remakes, I get myself super hyped up for, and then by hour fifteen of the games, I'm like, all right. I've had enough. I'm done. What I, I will say I, is I'm hoping that, you know, while it seems to be focusing on already announced projects, I don't need new stuff, but I hope that it's more than just these three games we get info on. I'd like to see more of a roadmap on mm-hmm. stuff like Pokemon Unite, you know, yeah. um, and maybe some information on the new Detective Pikachu game, right? Yeah. So, I, I'm a, I mean, I'm going to be, even though... I say I'm not going to get these, you know, Pearl and Diamond remakes. 
there's a strong chance that I still may <laughs> end up with them, and I'm excited for this and to see what they announce. I, I'm um, I'm excited to see what Legends turns out to be because I yeah, know so they, they tease open world, but like yeah. it seems like it's not going to be following the same Pokemon formula, and so yeah. that's and, absolutely and, and, the one I'm most interested in and yeah. curious about. Because when I played Sword and Shield, I was like, this is cool, but I also did this back in fifth grade in Red and Blue. Like, yeah, even with a different. Yeah, even yeah. with a different traversal and art style and bringing it's the camera when, back at a different angle. Like, like, did you play Sword and Shield? Mm-hmm. So it's when Sword and Shield did the stuff with the two legendary Pokemon. Like, I forgot what their, the names were from. But, like, when they dig into the lore of that stuff, when they move away from, like, oh, collect eight badges, that's what yeah. I really liked. Um, and I wish they would lean more into that. Uh, just go crazy with that Pokemon lore. There's so much they can do, and they always do go get badges, go beat the Elite for yeah, but they champion. I mean, that's not the first time they've done that stuff either. I mean, the APOT has always been the Elite for yeah. or whatever, and the Road to Victory. But there was that one, oh, man, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. They were... Sapphire and uh, I can't oh man I can't remember but it, the plot Ruby was also Sapphire. like was like eco terrors yes uh, Kyogre and Groudon with yeah. the Team Magma and, and team exactly Aqua. exactly and so yeah. that stuff's cool like that the B plot yeah. in my opinion is always so much more interesting yeah. than the A plot in these games so you're right to see a game that in theory should be lore and not so much the uh, trainer focus could be very very cool. Yeah, like I want I want to be like, see if they gave me the Pokemon license and they gave me a studio, I'd just be like, let's do a horror Pokemon game where it's just like you play you play like a detective that has to like solve these ghost Pokemon that are just wreaking havoc on a town. It'd be so cool. I mean, cause you think know, about it, I Drowsy was... eats dreams. He eats dreams. So I was reading something the other day, and it mentioned how the ghost Pokemon in Pokemon, they are ghosts. Like, they were citizens of the region who passed away and became these ghost Pokemon, which, one, is insane of its, in and of itself. But, two, that also means that people are Pokemon? Well, that people know that there's an, there's an afterlife, like know for a fact, and so. But what happens when your ghastly dies? I mean, do Pokemon? Uh, I guess Pokemon do die, right? Cubone's mom yeah. died in that one episode, <laughs> or Cubone's mom. <laughs> yeah. Cubone mom die all the time. That's where the skull is from. Oh, that's so Aren't sad. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, was it Lavender Town with the tower of the graveyard tower. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so, I feel but, like we went way too, too but down, people, far down uh, but, hole, no, no, no. but if people die and become ghost Pokemon... Yeah, not all. Just not some. all, but some. Yeah. yeah. So either people are also Pokemon, and nobody's really programmed the Pokeballs correctly, or when you die, you become digitized. Well, I mean, Pokemon in that world aren't digital creatures right i mean aren't they, yes, they, they get turned into i, mean, I don't know how ball. that 
I don't. I'm not Professor Oak. I can't tell you how that attack works, but they're not. They're Pokemon. They're not Digimon. Belong. <laughs> there's a Pocket reason. There's monsters. a distinction. Yes. There's a reason. There's a you know a difference. They're distinguished that way. Anyway, let's get out of this. Uh, all right. So cooking, last one we have cook, cooking mama Pokemon edition. That's what I want to see tomorrow. Make it happen. <laughs> last, <Nintendo. laughs> last. Well, hold on. Wasn't that Brock's whole thing? Is that he wanted to be? He wanted to make like uh, Pokemon, like become a Pokemon chef, like a chef for Pokemon. Wasn't that one of his sub pops? Maybe for Pokemon, for but I'm talking yeah, about for... cooking Pokemon. Oh, okay. You're a monster. Last story we have is Fortnite's <laughs> new imposters mode sounds suspiciously like Among Us. Uh, Fortnite has another new Among Us style mode, and this time it's a lot closer to its inspiration. Epic revealed the new mode on Tuesday as part of Fortnite's latest patch. The new limited time mode is called Imposters, and it features 10 players, 8 agents, and 2 imposters in each match. All 10 players are aboard the bridge on the island. The agents are trying to complete tasks that will help them arrive at their destination safely. Imposters try to eliminate the agents without having their identity discovered. Whenever things seem a little too suspicious, or when player's body is found, all the remaining players convene to discuss who the imposter might be. So they had tried to do this, a similar type Among Us mode, maybe a year ago. And yeah, here we go. Here's the information. Epic Games tried a hidden role game type before with the Spy Within, a limited time event in December. That mode ran for about a month. That mode was not fun at all, in my opinion. Like I went in there, I tried it out. I did not enjoy myself at all. This seems, because it seems much more faithful to the inspiration of Among Us, this seems like this could potentially be a good time. It's also one of those things where I would have to play it to actually see whether or not um, it's any fun. I, I, I think it's admirable that Fortnite continues to pit in these limited time modes and try their hands at different genres within the Fortnite engine. But I feel like more often than not, they miss rather than hit. I mean, mm -hmm. even with some of the Marvel stuff with like Thanos and being able to wield the different Avengers weapons and stuff like that, it always still felt like less than you know the rest of the game itself the rest of fortnite it still felt like it was half-baked in a way yeah no you're right i'm the part that bothers me is like fortnite as we know it today was them copying PUBG, plain and simple and so it's just, this is just them looking at among us and being like we can do that and then they tried it in a limited mode it didn't go well and now they brought I mean, it back, and if it's successful, yeah. you know they eat, they eat among among us's lunch. Um, I mean, that, I, think... I yeah, I, I get that, but also that doesn't bother yeah. me at all because we only get, I mean, oftentimes we get great stuff through iteration, you know. Yeah. And so, while yes, I respect the OGs, <laughs> when something comes along and they do it better and it's a more enjoyable time, then you can't fault the the new product you know yeah when we get a blatant ripoff where nothing has changed you know if we get if we get a mode that's close enough to among us but not as good 
but then it ends up becoming more popular just because Fortnite is Fortnite, then then yes, I'm on board with you and I agree. But if you know it's available now, if I go on there later tonight or tomorrow and try this out and have a blast and find it more enjoyable than Among Us, then I'm not going to fault Epic for going in there and getting it done. Yeah. Now, I, I think the one thing that Fortnite might not have going for it is one, there's no mobile version because I think and the ease of playing Among Us was very easy for a lot of people to pick up quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure what this mode looks like in Fortnite, but if it's not top down, um, if it's just like regular I mean, Fortnite, not, yeah. it might be harder for just a more casual gamer to come in and pick it up. Plus, there's no Fortnite on and the Apple store anymore, yeah. uh, so you lose out on the players there. Uh, I'm curious to check this out. Um, the one thing I did like it in the story was uh, voice chat is disabled for public matches, so players are um, limited to emotes and quick chat features uh, for messaging. So thank God. Uh, if you're you know if you're in a party chat with friends, if you come with a party, you can chat amongst yourselves. So yeah, but I mean, I feel like most people when they're playing a game like this are gonna leave party chat. Uh, there's yeah. a bunch of games on the platforms now that are imposter based games. There's Project Winner, there is Secret Neighbor, games of that ilk where we would play with our friends and we would always opt to not be in party chat just because the whole point of the game is, you know, to deceive or or deduce. And so yes, you could be in a party and bypass the voice feature being disabled but i think you'd be doing yourself a disservice and it's probably a lot more fun just going ahead and being in party chat and uh public chat true yeah. all right well we should check this out hey i'm down you know me all you have yeah. to do is hit me up you're the one that i mean i'm surprised you're not on your way to the hospital right now I know that as soon as I mentioned uh, going for a walk, she got up, started walking around the <laughs> house. Yeah, she wants this baby out of her as soon as possible. Today she woke up an hour later. She's like, I am exhausted. And I was like, I bet you are. <laughs> I'm not going to even uh, say you're not because that baby is probably draining the life out of you, uh, yep. carrying it around. So yep. just w- hey, waiting listen. on. Here's the one thing I'll tell you is that they continue to drain the life out of you, even out on the outside. So get ready for uh, that. I'm yes. really excited, man. I'm really excited for you. I'm really happy for you and your wife. Uh, yeah. It's going to be exciting to see what Papa Bilal is all about. Yeah, it's, you're just going to see me talking and falling asleep on the podcast. Um, hey, listen, you tell that baby. Here. First thing when it comes podcast comes first all right i can't lose my producer <laughs> I don't, I don't, i'll find a new co-host that's fine <gasps> i, need yeah, I don't producer, mind right? yeah i i've i've honestly been thinking about it i was like i was like i could i could probably pro- like if it's hectic i could probably produce it in the background no problem and just keep an eye on it and just be muted as I, I think it's very that admirable that you say yeah. that but there, i don't think there's any chance we'll see we'll <laughs> yeah see. Maybe we'll figure you're, it out yeah but. Um, the, the one thing, uh, I did want to talk about really quick, but, or sure. for th- this week, but I didn't get around to was the Tales of Arise demo. Um, it drops actually at, I think midnight. Um, so if you have a PS5 or Xbox Series X, um, I think it already dropped in New Zealand. 
uh, praises praise seems to be pretty high for it. So if you are a fan of the Tales games, be sure to check that out uh, on Wednesday. Um, it looks great, and I think early word and impressions seem to be uh, quite high on it. All right, sounds good. That wraps up the news. As always, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, across pretty much all social media. Uh, you can follow Bilal at... Bilal underscore Mion, and on Twitch, uh, that's uh, Twitter, and then uh, at Night Mystic on Twitch. Okay, you guys can always follow the work print at... There we go. Uh, the work prints on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, on Twitch, and uh, find new, our new stories and stuff, our reviews over at theworkprint.com. And you know, if you're watching us on Twitch, be sure to give us a follow, uh, subscribe if you're enjoying the content, and yeah. Uh, and then if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. And you know, the another way that you can help, even if you don't want to subscribe to the channel itself on Twitch is tell other people about it, right? The more, the reality is, is that at the end of the day, this is us just use finding an excuse to get together, talk about video games and create something uh, again. The more people we see in here and interacting with the comment, the more motivated we are to produce more content. Um, I think that we had promised, we had told ourselves and I had told Bilal that well, at the end of the day, if we have one viewer, one listener, that's enough for me. The fact that we have been getting pretty consistent, and, and thank you guys so much. I mean, in the chat every week, I see some of the same names over and over again. And yeah. you, I cannot tell you how much that means to, to me and, and to us and how good that makes us feel that you guys support us and se seem to like what we're doing. Um, but the more I see that, the more I am in the background thinking, okay, I really need to f cut out the time to do this and do that. And there's all these ideas I have in my head that I want to get out there. And uh, I think that you are going to mess. <laughs> no, go ahead. You're, you're going to message me that you figured out you got a group of people with, for Trivia Royale the day my wife goes into labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do Trivial Royale so, so bad. That's like the one, that's the one I want to do more than anything. That's my white whale right now, is I want to get that together and I want to get it. I want to do it right. It's just getting the pieces together. Yeah. But also the kids are heading back to school soon. So I will have some more time when I don't have client meetings or court to be at home and put on some streams during the day. So make sure to follow the channel and have your notifications on because who knows when I'll be popping in to do that kind of stuff. But once again, just want to thank everybody for watching live. Those that are here uh, and listening to the podcast that you can listen to on your podcast platform of choice just by searching the work print. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye.